Yeah, I'm like, fuck it. Like, worst comes to worst, we can just, like, I'll just go without video. Yeah. And I'll troubleshoot and try to figure out how that works another time. Yeah. Well, and then, sorry, okay. it took so long, because I was no, fucking that's around with fine. That. I was fucking around with that so long that uh, you texted me, and I'm like, oh, fuck, it's already 5.30? So I didn't even yeah. have my shit ready to go, so that then I had to go and repair everything but uh, anyway yeah yeah i was like waiting on some of my stuff to get here because i did like a drizzly order and the What's earliest drizzly? i could it's like oh, uber eats that. but for booze oh you don't say that's pretty cool but if if you have uber eats you can connect the two and get free delivery which is a new thing and i dig oh, it that's interesting yeah, I'm like, did Uber Eats buy them out? I'm like, ah, anything's possible. Anything's I'm not complaining. Possible. Right. I got free delivery. Who cares? Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, so the earliest I could get it was somewhere from four to five. And I was like, well, hopefully it shows up on time. Yeah, <laughs> that would certainly it's be nice. Well. And it did, and I already drank the whole thing. Well, good. I mean, yeah. I, I always... Whenever we do these, I always make like a double batch because then I can like refill and drink it. I have found that um, if you're making a cream based drink, you definitely need to shake it instead of adding the cream later. Unless you I think I've never tried it yet, but I think you could potentially like pour in all the alcohol, basically all of the components, mix it together well enough with like a straw and then add ice so it doesn't cool down and like yeah. super a lot. But and I also I also found that like the taste is okay, but if you let the cream like freeze up and congeal like that, the sensation of drinking it is very disturbing. Oh it's dear. You just, just let it like coagulate a little bit and you're like, yeah. Well, and I, what is we that? Do, Yeah, and we discovered that kind of the hard way when I was still tinkering with the gray drink. And one of Lily's friends came over and she saw me doing all the bar shaky stuff because Lily actually got like a full-on shaker thing. And Rebecca was like, ooh, can I have one of those? And I didn't think it was going to be that fun, but it actually does make it a whole extra level of of funness. Just, yeah. But so I mixed up the, the hard alcohol things for the gray, poured it into a glass, and then added the cream, thinking that if I mixed the curacao with the other alcohols and then the cream, it would create this perfect gray color, and that was not the case. It looked like I poured uh, uh, clam chowder into it, or not clam chowder. Oh dear. The cheese, what you call it, cottage cheese. Oh, it curdled. Yeah, it uh, wasn't great. Yeah. Yep. It, it makes me think of uh there's I don't know why people do this, but like with certain herbal teas, it's a really bad idea to put any sort of cream or dairy in it because it instantly curdles. Mm-hmm. And my last year at Starbucks was like when people were getting like super into keto. Yeah, I mean, people are still like super into it, but at the time, people are like, "Oh my god, keto's amazing!" It's like you know the first wave 
of it. Yeah, yeah. When it was like the first the, the first time that it was a really big thing. Yeah. So then people kept ordering these herbal teas with heavy cream. And we had to tell them every time we were like, okay, like, so, you know, this, A, this isn't going to mix well. And B, Mm. it's going to curdle. Like, it's not going to look the way you think it's going to be. It's going to look like the dairy is bad. And it's not because I'm smelling it every time. Like, it's it's just fine. It does not work for herbal teas. Yeah. Like this herbal tea in particular does not vibe with dairy. Yeah. It just like didn't look good. The the flavor is pretty much the same, but I didn't think it would even be noticeable, but it okay. definitely and I don't know if it's just the mouthfeel aspect of it, but it is it it still tasted like the gray drink. But you just have almost like the boba effect, like a boba tea, except really unpleasant. An unpleasant boba. Yeah, because like it's not supposed to be there. And when I've done it like this, where you shake the cream in with the rest of it, it it kind of makes it that frothy sort of texture. And it is incredibly pleasing. So I was just learning it's a it's a learning process i've been surprised at yeah. just how much of a difference that can make yeah i i did break out my starbucks shaker to shake it because you said to either stir it really well or shake it and i was like i got a shaker it's nice. not for it's not for any alcohol drink but it worked <laughs> all the same well like i said i i had just been using um if you saw it in that video i had honestly just been using that insulated cup with a little, like, kind of yeah. child sippy cup. That worked like a charm. A lot of people do that. They do, like, the smaller cup and then, like, a bigger... Usually mm-hmm. the bigger cup is metal. They just, like, slam it together and right. shake it. Right, right, right. And that's... I've seen... That's the only reason that I even tried that, because I've seen bartenders do it. Mm-hmm. And then you can do that cool pour trick where you sort of hold both of the glasses, like, just barely apart, and you kind of pour it in the middle of the two glasses. If you know what yeah. I'm talking about, you hold it. Yeah, yeah, I did that. That was kind of fun. So it it definitely works. Yeah. Uh, the things you can do with drinks. Yeah. If you want, we could just use that as like the opening of the episode and say hello to everybody right now. Yes, hello. <laughs> kind of a, we're do, we're doing a lot of cold cold openings now. Where that's the new thing. We're just going to we're just going to start a conversation and then just all of a sudden be like, "Boom, you're in a podcast." I kind of like it, though, because I feel like you get a little more insight into, like, our daily lives. Yeah, well, and it's... Like, the little things we do. Yeah, well, and I don't know if you've had the same sort of feeling, but, like, when I do the count-in thing and we just sort of start it, it feels a little awkward, and it feels just kind of... It does a little bit. Yeah, and then we just sit there for a second, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do it. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, and then it just feels a little awkward. But uh, if you're just joining us in the middle of this conversation, this is Peculiar Pairings. Hello. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our show. Yeah. This is where we uh, we we set up a, a story for Celine to tell us, and yeah. um, and we set up a, a a snack and a drink to enjoy during the story, and hopefully you get some enjoyment and some tasty treats, and uh, you're entertained for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And hopefully. This episode, which is actually going to be a two-parter, hopefully yeah. it's not too dark or 
generally upsetting for people. Right. And it's, it's our first planned two-parter. We usually don't do like that lengthy kind of thing. Yeah. But, uh, we don't. Right. And so we, we try to keep it light. We try to keep it fun and, and laughable and stuff. But yeah, this one is, is probably going to be a bit more somber and, uh, yeah. But it's also it's also important, I think. It is. And I can say from just kind of going over stuff again and just watching various videos and listening to people cover it, it kind of t- took me back a whole year since this was about a year ago. Very fresh, very fresh case. And just kind of as everything was unfolding, being like, oh, my gosh, like, have you heard anything? And having this like back and forth, with my roommate just being like, have you heard anything? Like, did you see this? Like, did you see this? And like, did you hear about X, Y, and Z? And just being like really excited about it in a very dark way. Right. <laughs> yeah. But then also kind of seeing a lot of the little bits and pieces where you're like, oh, like that's not true. And like, things just getting so muddled in everything because everyone either a wanted to be a part of it either for just being involved in it in general or because a lot of people did try to get involved because they're like oh i'm gonna get so much clout from this oh my stuff is gonna go viral Mm." like that's (laughs) not why you should do these things because uh this is about people's lives. Gross. I yeah. think it's gross. Well, and I almost fell into that myself when you first mentioned it. I, I try to not know about the stories because I want to react to like what we're talking mm-hmm. about kind of organically. And I also tend to do that with the pairings, not just the actual, like what they are, but the naming and everything. And I had a, a first like knee jerk reaction because I just had the person's name. And then yeah. you gave me a little more detail, and I'm like, oh yeah, maybe we should maybe we should be a little more serious with this and not yeah. make quite so much of a like cutie joke out of it. But uh we can with do that all that, part too. Yeah, yeah. But with all that being said, without further ado, what is the topic for this week? So we are gonna talk about Gabby Petito and yes. the hot mess of a case that happened a year ago and It's been about a year since everything did kind of happen. So it's kind of nice to revisit it and just look at all of the things you're like, oh, like these are the cold hard facts. And these are the things we know versus at the time being like, oh, did you hear this? And like, did you hear this crazy thing? And like, oh, I hope X, Y and Z happens and getting like really caught up in like the heat of the moment. It was kind of nice to revisit it. Yeah. Well, and for me, I, I was kind of reprimanded by Lily and a couple other people. Like when they, when I kind of brought it up, they were like, you don't know anything about that. You didn't follow that. And then they, they gave me a few details and I'm like, Oh, I do remember like like, hearing about the disappearances sort of. But yeah, like your ears, la 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 la. (laughs) I don't want to know. Yeah, well, and so I, it did help me get into a maybe a more appropriate mindset for recording this. Yeah, because I was like, oh yeah, now I kind of recall, and there were just all these weird twists and turns. But I, I still don't know that much. But I am glad that you clued me in at least to some of her like uh, her interests. 
Yeah, because that helped a lot with with doing the pairings this week. Um, we're doing just a simple veggie tray, and uh, I got some dip. Uh, I got some broccoli and some cauliflower and some carrots, and I got what is described as uh, blossom dip. So I think it's supposed to sort of be like awesome blossom dip. Um, I was kind of going for, most people aren't going to know what we're talking about, but I was trying to find something that was similar to grandma's curry dip. Oh, the curry dip. That is amazing. I know. It is unbelievable. it's, It's one of the few times where... Like, my mom always describes French fries as being just a, de- a delivery device for ketchup. And I personally like the fries. For sauce. Yeah, I, I personally like to eat the fries just for, like, especially like McDonald's fries. But yeah, grandma's curry sauce is one of the few times where it's like, I don't care what vegetable it is. I'm tempted to eat it just out of a spoon. It's that tasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this, yeah, this this got close. It's kind of like Thousand Island dressing that they sort of just added certain spices to. It's not bad. All right. I am curious to see how it would taste with actual like like onion rings or something. So I might have to try that at some point. But yeah. it's okay. But the drink I have actually been very pleased with. I played around with it a little bit this weekend, and I'm calling it the uh the sun salutation, because one of her other interests uh was yoga. And that happens to be my favorite yoga pose. And also maybe the only one that I can name off the top of my head. But My favorite is Shavasana. Whoa, what is which that? Which is when you lie on your back. It's corpse pose. Oh. <laughs> it's how you end every yoga class is laying on the floor. Shavasana. I do like how technical it sounds. And then it's basically just like, hey, you're just laying down. It's nice. As, as my stepmom likes to put it, I do Shavasana for eight hours every night. (laughs) (laughs) That's like, are you masticating right now? (laughs) Well, you're eating a meal, so you must be. (laughs) But but yeah, I I have some back issues sometimes, and the sun salutation is a nice, slow, smooth stretch. And so it made me kind of think of like a good twist on a tequila sunrise. So it's very similar to a tequila sunrise with some of the portion of orange juice traded out for a rum mango cream uh, liqueur. And it has so far been very tasty. It's kind of like a smoothie almost, but with like a little kick of booze. Yeah, that's well. And I was really surprised because you and I have both talked about liking fairly strong drinks. And to me, this one tasted incredibly light. And yeah, yeah. I had, especially with adding the 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 cream mango uh, or the cream rum, um, it really tasted just like a smoothie. I'm like, I almost can't even taste the alcohol. And Lily took a sip the other night. And she's like, Oh, oh my! And I'm like, Really? I'm like, I had like, <laughs> I had like three shots of grenadine, damn near. I just eyed that part of it, and that's why it looks so pink. And she's like, Oh, like, that's I just that's poured too with much. my heart. Yeah, and she's the one that likes sweets, so I figured this one would... I figured I finally got one that she would really like, but yeah. she's like, oh, no, oh, my gosh. She just set it down. No, 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 mm-hmm. no, no. I'd say maybe she would like it if it was just the mango cream liqueur and maybe yeah. not added tequila, because I feel like that's where it gets boozy is the tequila. Yeah, well, and I might have to have her try this one that I just made, because when I made it the other night... I think I messed up the ratio and I added too little orange juice. Oh, So I think I nailed it this time because it's essentially supposed to be 
one shot of each liquor and or liqueur to to three parts orange juice. And I think last night I only did two parts orange juice. Uh, That would make sense, yeah. Yeah, it was basically half booze, half orange juice, and then a shitload of grenadine. Yeah, it's tasty, though. Yeah. But it at least is, yeah, and and it's kind of light, so you don't really think you're drinking a lot of extra sugar and stuff, even though you are. But uh, yeah. it feels it feels fresh and light and, and hopefully goes well with the vegetables and and a good story. Yeah. So to to kick things off, the sources I have for today was I used Wikipedia. I looked at newsunzip.com. And then I also watched. Uh, some videos by a YouTuber that I love watching stuff from, and that is Kendall Ray. I also listened to an episode of the 2020 podcast on this whole case. And then I also watched half, I'm currently at half, of a video of the body cam footage, which I got from from Fox News and their YouTube channel. It was like over an hour and i've seen a lot of bits and pieces but this was like the continuous whole thing wow i I only got through half of it at this point it Mm -hmm. was which we will definitely talk about because i have a lot to say on it but to start off gabrielle venora petito was born march 19th in on 1999 she okay. was born and raised in Blue Point, New York, which is like a neighborhood area in Long Island. It's one of the little... I don't know if it would technically be a borough or not of New York, because I think it right. would just be part of Long Island. But it's yeah, in that yeah. area. Right, yeah. So it's, it's a section of Long Island. Yes. And she was the oldest of six siblings and half-siblings. So she's the oldest of six, which is... A lot, Mm -hmm. I think. And as most young people are, she was very active on social media. She had a blog. She had a very popular Instagram account. She was starting her own YouTube channel, which was called Nomadic Static. And it was dedicated to Mm. van life and van living. Oh, my God. Yeah, that is really big right now. Or at least it's. It seems like it's maybe waning a little bit, but it, she would have hit it at the peak interest. That well, oh she would God. have hit it like at the beginning and like really peaked with it. I think. oh okay, yeah. I had so many people sending me van pics, like living in a van kind of thing. Yeah. So she was yeah. on her way to being quite an influencer. Yes, she loved the outdoors. She was a huge activist. Um, in 2013, she was in a music video with her stepbrothers to raise awareness about gun violence after the Sandy Hook shooting. She was, oh my God. She was very into a lot of that. She loved art, yoga, and veggies. And veggies. Thus, thus our pick today, veggies. Yeah. She was described to be like very loving, caring, and just a very kind, thoughtful person from those around her. In 2017, she graduated from Bayport Blue Point High School in Bayport, New York. Mm, okay. 
And it was in high school that she met and had kind of started dating Brian Christopher Laundrie. His and last name is Laundrie? Yes. And then yeah. I will spell it for you because okay. I, I want to keep spelling it with a Y, but it is with an I-E instead of a Y. Ugh. But it is Laundrie. That's, that's some dirty laundry. Yes. Yes, it is. And then from September 2017 to uh, January 2019, she was living in Carolina Beach, North Carolina, just, you know, fresh out of high school, kind of figuring out what she's doing in life. She was working as like a hostess and in a kitchen. She considered going to community college, but didn't end up going. She applied, but then chose not to go, which is totally fine. It was kind of during this time she was like reconnecting with Brian and they actually started dating in March of 2019. And I want to say shortly after she moved in with him and his parents in Northport, Florida. And they were just kind of working, doing their thing as young people do. They both worked at a Publix, so they worked together she worked in the as like a pharmacy tech, so she worked in the pharmacy department, and Brian worked in grocery. So he's oh. kind of just all over the place. Yeah. And as a couple, they were very outdoorsy. Like they'd go hiking together. They would spend all of this time outdoors. Brian himself was super into sustainability and kind of that more clean living, I think is what they call it more reducing your carbon footprint living minimally yeah i know some people do zero waste which i think is like very difficult to do that is that is very challenging he was definitely more along the lines of zero waste in that he was known for using melon rinds as bowls instead of just having a bowl (laughs) <laughs> like you could have one or two that you kind of reuse or you could like, have a reusable a metal bit. bowl i mean kudos i don't know if i've ever heard of that one i hadn't either until i looked into just everything more and i was like oh oh that is extreme like i mean if if it works and it makes you happy sure yeah then in late 2019 to early 2020, the two embarked on a cross-country road trip. They went from New York to California and hit kind of like all the big stops like Vegas, Grand Canyon, <laughs> all the all the big things. And all those all those classic road trip destinations. Yeah. Then in June of 2020, the two got engaged, which was oh, very wow. exciting for them. So, you know, mm-hmm. woo, engagement. Yeah, that's, that's a detail I don't think I ever heard. I don't know if I ever heard they were actually engaged. Yes, they were actually engaged. And in December of that year of 2020, Gabby bought a 2012 Ford Transit Connect van. So she bought it, a little white van. Yes. Here and we was go. like, I'm going to use this for camper van living i'm very stoked about this 
And it was kind of in preparation for their next cross-country road trip that they were going to take the next summer. So they were very excited about it, had all these things planned, got the van all souped up for it. And beginning their road trip on June 17th of 2021, they went up to Blue Point, New York for her brother's graduation. And they were there for a little bit, saw family, and started their road trip on July 2nd. And from there, in that first month, so the whole month of July, they went to Monument Rocks, Great Sand Dunes National Park, Zion National Park, Bryce Canyon National Park, Mystic Hot Springs, and Canyonlands. What? Wait, say the last one again? Canyonlands. Whoa, what is that? I don't really know how to describe Canyonlands other than... What? But it's like a, it's a, it's I'm a assuming it's a natural. Park. Okay, okay. I, I do like... know it's one of the national parks and it's in like that southeastern Colorado, Utah area. I, I will admit, I thought it was like a theme park. It Canyon sounded Land. like a, yeah. Ride a coaster. Woo. Exactly. Come on out to Canyonland. It's been carved into the canyons. There's gold. I mean, that would kind of be cool. Hell yeah. Got to be real careful about that, though. Very true. Well, but you're, yeah, so these are actual canyons, just called a fun canyon land type of name. Yeah. Nice. And throughout their whole trip, she, they were they were both posting videos and photos and documenting the whole experience. Gabby was always communicating about her whereabouts with family, and she was talking with them, like, every few days, I want to say, if mm-hmm. not more frequently. So yeah, it was pretty closely tracked then. Like like she was it wasn't just her posts, like she was directly contacting family members and they're like, yeah. "Oh, she's here." And okay. Yeah, like she I want to say she actually spoke on the phone with her parents like every 2 to 3 days. Wow. They spoke pretty frequently and they were in communication with each other regularly. So they almost always knew, like, generally where they were, if not, like, hey, we just got to Zion. We're going to be here for, like, three days or anything right. like that. And it was on August 12th, 2021, that a 911 call came in about a domestic disturbance outside of Moonflower Community Co-op in Moab. So they're still in Utah at this point. Mm-hmm. And the caller said that a man was slapping a woman. Oh, Jesus. And that they were running up and down the sidewalk and that, like, he kept hitting her. And then they got in the van and drove off. So kind of a, a little weird. Like, what yeah, is Yeah, that's a bit happening? odd. Yeah. And then another witness said that they were aggressively talking and Gabby was, like, punching him in the arm. Very and aggressively. They, that is, yeah, very that is a very aggressive conversation. And they said it looked like Laundry was trying to leave, but was, like, taking Gabby's phone with him. He was locking her out of the car. She's, like, trying to get in the car because, I mean, it's, it's her van. Right. So, in a lot of ways, they were very much antagonizing each other. 
Okay. And like eventually she got into the car. She like went in from the driver's side and like went over to the passenger seat. Hmm. And they heard her say to him, Why do you have to be so mean? And then they drove off. Not a not a great sign. No. They they were later pulled over by police and separated for that night before continuing their trip. Which we will talk about that more later. Yeah, so kind of kind of a weird little blurb in the story, but I'm sure at the time nobody really thought too much about it. Right, it's it's still yeah, they're they're a young couple and they're just mm-hmm. frustrated from being locked in a van for a year or whatever. Yeah, they've been in a van with each other for I want to say they it's been about 2 months at this point. Oh they've my, been, okay. I kind of jumped the gun a bit. <laughs> They've been camping with each other a lot. It's not like it's not like they're living in like an apartment or a house together. They're living in small quarters and they're camping all the time. Right, right. That's it's a little more intense. Yeah, I mean it, you even yeah, like even in a even in a small apartment you can usually go to another room or something. When you're in a yeah. van, there's You not don't really, really have a place to go. to go. Right. If like you're frustrated with the other person or you need to walk away, you kind of can't. Mm-hmm. And then on August 17th, Brian took a flight from Salt Lake City to Tampa, Florida. And he left Gabby at the Fairfield Inn until August 24th. He went back to Florida to clear out some space in like a storage unit and wanted to basically get all this stuff out so they could stop paying for the storage unit and like save some money. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't do it in May or June before they left. Right. <laughs> yeah. I I kind of question that a little bit because I'm like, oh, that's kind of odd. Like, why yeah, you wouldn't think... you have done that before if saving money was like a big thing? Well, and even if you're budgeting for the idea of like keeping that thing going during your trip, mm-hmm. it seems like... If you're worried, if you end up getting so worried that you're going to fly back, which is a cost in and of itself, just to get there yeah. to clean it out, maybe, yeah, you probably would just think ahead and just clean it out before you leave. Yeah. He returned on August 23rd and they checked out on the 24th. Gabby's mother last spoke to her on August 25th. And that was also one of the final posts from her Instagram account, which was the butterfly mural photo where she is holding this little like crochet pumpkin and then the Uh caption says happy halloween it's a little odd but it's not extremely weird it's just like yeah it's okay (laughs) it's a little odd because it's not even fall yet i i mean it's yeah i guess it's quirky right yeah on the 27th, a message was sent to her mother's phone saying, can you help Stan? I, keep, I just keep getting his voicemails and missed calls. And Stan is her grandpa. She's oh. never called him Stan. She doesn't call him Stan. Right. So her mom was pretty weirded out by that. She's like, she doesn't call him that. Like, that's not her. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of suspicious, but... Didn't really, like, worry too much, which I'm sure also seeing that you can kind of think, like, 
Oh, maybe Brian sent that to us on Gabby's phone. Right. What, like, whatever. Like, not going to think about he it was, too hard. She's, she's driving. She's dictating a message. He's not thinking grandpa. He's thinking Stan. Yeah. Something like that very well could happen. Mm-hmm. And then on August 30th, she sent a final message of no service in Yosemite, which she very much now believes that she did not send any of those messages. And at the time, they were kind of confused because they I don't think they initially had plans to go to Yosemite. So they were like, oh, like, I didn't think they were going there. Like, okay. Yeah, why the hell are you suddenly in a Yosemite? Yeah. Then on September 1st, Brian actually returned home to his parents' house in Northport, Florida, with Gabby's van. Oh. But he didn't say anything to, like, her family, so they had no idea he was there. Yeah, so, yeah, they didn't even know that he had returned, much less their daughter. Yeah. Shit. They they hadn't heard anything, so they're thinking they're out in Yosemite. There's no service. Mm-hmm. And then on September 6th and 7th, he went camping with his parents in DeSoto Park. Not really sure why, they just did. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like you shouldn't be too judgmental of people taking camping trips. Mm-hmm. And on... September 11th, after not hearing from Gabby since late August, since at this point they're like, we haven't heard from her. She usually talks to us at, like, she would have talked to us by now. We can't get a hold of Brian. Like, neither of them are talking to us. They filed a missing persons report. And then as they were thinking about it, they're like, she probably didn't even send us those last few messages. Like, that probably wasn't her. Yeah, that I bet that realization would just be so bone chilling. I know. Oh, kind of. It's yeah, just I, so heartbreaking. Yeah. So then, I want to say it was around this time, like either the day before or day after, is when they found out that Brian had come home without Gabby. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah, and you already had that sense that something's wrong. Mm-hmm. And then you hear something that essentially confirms it. And you're like, wait, you've been home how long? And she wasn't exactly. with you? Exactly. And she's you not have... with you? Yeah, you have her van? Where the hell is she? Why hasn't she contacted us? Yeah, so they they filed a missing persons report. And then on September 13th, the police started surveillance on the laundry's home. And that was like a huge deal because they were watching the house. They're watching it like pretty closely. Mm-hmm. And they were like keeping tabs on him. They're like, well, he's here. So like, where's the fiance? Like what's going on? And people in the area were like starting to talk like people that knew the families. Yeah. And On September 15th, the Laundry's parents hired a lawyer. And they were super uncooperative with police. People are really upset with just the fact that they're like, this person is going to be your daughter-in-law. And like, you don't care that like she's missing. Right. The camping trip shortly after he returns seems even like more and more suspicious 
Especially since, like, if he just spent the better part of a year on a camping trip, maybe the last thing you would want to do, like, as a family outing would be another camping trip. It does make yeah. it seem like that was specifically for some kind of nefarious deed. I personally think it was for them to get away where they feel like they weren't watched. Yeah, I could see that. That is that is what I think, personally. And on the 17th, the Laundries reported Brian missing. And we're like, well, we haven't seen him since the 13th. Oh, and right. And at one point, the police mistook Brian's mom for him and, like, thought he, they were, like, lying about him being there. And they're like, oh, actually, we made a mistake. That wow. is our bad. So it's just, like, a whole thing. And this is where people really started talking because words started getting out. And they're like, hey, this dude came home without his fiance, and they were camping alone in national parks. Yeah. Like, and just, I know all the crime junkies out there are like, man, that's a great place for people to dump a body because, like... Mm-hmm. The chances of you finding them are a lot slimmer, and well, yeah, I think also have wildlife that can help with that. Unfortunately, yeah, I, I I believe they they have like estimated statistics about bodies in uh, in state parks, and they're like, we don't, we can't say for sure how many bodies there are over like all the state parks, but it's a lot. A like lot. people just disappear. So, like, yeah, if you were trying to cover something up, State Park's a great place to do it. Yeah. So, during this time, the police were able to get search warrants, and they seized the van, external hard drives, and the family's uh, Ford Mustang. So, because when they got back, Brian was, like, driving it around. Like, he went to his sister's house and, like... They mm. took the car, and she's like, why? She's like, well, I didn't know, like, Brian was going to be, like, coming over, and, like, I didn't know he was back. And right. things are just weird. And it was during this time that the body cam footage was released. <sighs> and I have so many thoughts about this body cam footage that we are taking a section just to dedicate to it, because I am angry. Okay. <laughs> So going back to their domestic spat outside of Moonflower, they got pulled over for going 45 in a 15 mile per hour zone and for erratic driving. Wow. Yeah. That, that is, is high. And that's not an I'm speeding a little bit. It is I am getting the fuck out of here kind of speed. Yeah. Or I'm so out of my mind I don't even know what's happening. Well, because not to mention, 15 mile an hour zones are not common. So like... No. And it's, yeah. You see them entering state parks. That's You see the slower okay. speeds at state parks because people also do dumb things. And, you know, you have more wildlife and stuff to watch gonna, out for. Yeah. I was going to say, there's, there's wild animals walking around. There's people taking dumb selfies and shit. It's like, yeah, you have to have more reaction time. <laughs> Drive yeah. 15... 45, that is a lot. It is a huge, huge speed difference. Yeah. 
Like it's, it's bad. In the body cam footage, the officer, it starts with him like going to pull him over and he's like, oh, he's like driving really weird. He's like, oh, like he, he's kind of driving erratically. And he goes, oh my God, because he like hit the curb. And that's like when they do finally pull over was after hitting the curb. They were like swerving, swerved into like the other lane and then hit the curb. Yeah, I'm not going to jump ahead, but now that you mention it, I think I have seen this particular section of uh, body cam footage. Yeah. So then yeah, that he, rings a bell. He walks up to the van after they pull over. He walks up to the passenger side. And when they roll down the widow, window, Gabby is, she's immediately apologizing to him. She is just in tears and like very clearly distressed by what is happening and right, what is right. going on, regardless of whether it's like they got pulled over or there's something else happening. She is clearly very distressed. Yeah. Like she's still in the middle of like, not even that they're pulled over. She's still in the middle of reacting to the situation of like in the van. Yeah. And it could be like all of these things leading up to it. And immediately he, he's like, checking in with them he's like hey like what's going on she's like oh we've we've been fighting all morning like i'm so sorry like i'm distracting him like she's taking all of this blame mm -hmm. for it so he he separates them like almost immediately and he gets her out of the car first and he brings her over to his vehicle like puts her in the back seat he has like the ac on she's sitting there just like kind of hyperventilating and he's like okay like you just you calm down and I think at this point, another officer does show up. They had, they had so many officers there. They had so many officers. Did something just happen with Craig? Oh, no, I turned off my, my camera. Oh, okay. That's what it was. Sorry. Like, yeah, I just got moved. sick of looking at it just no, that's fine. for no reason. That's, that's fine. So, and of course, and I keep in mind that people do handle situations very differently and how you react or how you think you should react is not how everyone else will. For sure. Yeah. So I'm going to keep that in mind. And I'm also reminding myself of this as we dive into this deeper. So they then go back to the van. They get Brian to step out of the car. He comes around. He's like sitting on the curb they're asking him, like, hey, like, what's going on? They asked him for his ID. And he's like, oh, like, it's, it's in the car. Like, I can go get it for you. And they're like, no, no, no. Like, well, it's okay. We don't need it. Like, that's, oh, it's, like, a little odd. But, like, yeah. okay. <laughs> I know they can look you up using, like, your name and all of that. Like, they don't have to have your license. But, but like, that was, like, just, like, a little odd. I will say like, to, ask him to go get it or like I, was I guess say, more they, get it for him because I don't think they necessarily you, yeah. want him to either get back in the vehicle or like go and get a weapon. Yeah, I get the feeling that at least in that moment, they they were hoping he just had it on him. Mm -hmm. And then when he said, oh, it's in the van, I'll go get it. They're like, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, You're not I'm willing to go get like a gun. No, right, right. I'm willing to accept that they were just like, no, 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 no. That's um, we're gonna keep you don't two separated. We're not gonna worry about digging through your van right now. You don't have yeah. it on you. Whatever. We're gonna skip that for now. Yeah. Well, like they got his name and stuff, so it's not like they didn't right, go right. 
look it up. And, like, you can hear he's, like, calling in, like, their names and being like, hey, can you do a search on, like, this person from this area? Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. I just, I, I did think initially, I was like, oh, that's, like, odd. I'm like, but, I mean, they did ask him to, like, get out of the car and, like, I leave stuff in my car. Yeah, it could definitely see it being weird, but it's it's a situation that we're all probably not used to. Like, that. They were probably thinking first and foremost that like this is a domestic situation. Yeah, we, we need to get them away safe. from each other. Right, right. Exactly. Then he's like talking to the officers. He starts like joking around a little bit and like I'm not sure if it's more like he's self-deprecating because he's like nervous or mm. if he's just like generally more relaxed. So I, I had a, I personally had like a harder time kind of reading that because I'm like, I would not do that. And I know a lot of people who wouldn't do that with police officers. Just Yeah, he almost feels too comfortable. Yeah, it, it seemed a little off to me personally. They go back and forth from like the police vehicle to the van. And when they're talking to Gabby, she's just generally very upset. She's just in tears. She's apologizing like the almost the whole time and she's like well like this is my fault like I have anxiety I have OCD and like I just I was getting really frustrated so like this is my fault I am really stressed from having work and like I was just in a bad mood and talking about how she was apologizing to him all morning for like being in a bad mood and just kind of really going above and beyond to be like, this is my fault. And like, I am sorry. Like I did this. Yeah. She's trying to bring as much focus onto herself and like take the blame for what was going on just to, yeah. Take the heat off him. It seems. Yeah. And they did notice they're like, Oh, it looks like you have a few scratches. And like, she had this very obvious bruise on her arm is on her left arm above her elbow, kind of like in the crease of her arm almost. Oh, okay. So kind of an odd spot for getting a bruise because you like bumped into something. Yeah, that that actually sounds more to me like like when I used to give uh, blood plasma, if they mm-hmm. kind of messed up your in, your injection site, it would get all bruised. You get up bruised. Yeah, you know, it's like kind yeah. of in like that same area. Weird. Yeah, they're like, oh, it looks it looks like you have like some scratches, and she's like, oh, like. She kind of looked a little panicked initially. She's like, oh, like, like, it's nothing. Really trying to, like, brush it off. And they're like, no, no, no. Like, you you need to tell us the truth. Like, it's okay to tell us the truth. And she's like, well, like, maybe she was kind of just trying to, like, search for something to come up with this reason as to, like, why she has this, like, this mark and, like, this bruising. Mm. And she was talking about, like, getting something out of the backpack. And he's like, oh, so the backpack got you. And she's like, yeah. Yes, it did. Interesting. Yeah, because it's it's like she she had forgotten that those were there and yeah. didn't even really think about hiding them. And then they're like, hey, what are those scratches from? She's like, oh, shit. Uh, think of something. Yeah, it was just kind of the way she was scrambling with it. Right. I'm like, she's trying to, like, find a story because she doesn't want to tell them the truth. Like, she doesn't feel like she can tell them the truth. Mm hmm. And they, I will say, like, I do commend the officers for being like, no, like, you can tell us this, like, this is a safe space. And really kind of, in some ways, trying to push for that information. 
and just kind of giving her that reassurance that like it is okay to tell us what is happening and then she was kind of giving them more and more details every time she's like well like he was telling me to like shut up and he was being really mean to me and he she's like well he grabbed my face which is what one of the eyewitnesses did say was that he had grabbed her face where like he has his thumb on one cheek and then the rest of her fingers on the other cheek and kind of like pushing her cheeks together i guess yeah and like handling her that way and like shoving her back like that and yeah that's like just it's a very aggressive form of like grabbing somebody Right, right. Yeah, not not only is it, like, really aggressive and clearly, like, an attempt to be in control, but it's also just kind of bizarre. <laughs> like, that's just such an odd place to, like, go for someone. Yeah, I feel like the only time I see people, like, really do it is, like, you do it, like, to babies a little bit. Like, you make a little face yeah. and you go, ooh, and, like, squeeze their cheeks a little bit. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, it's, it's but, kind like, of... But, like, you don't... You do it with, like, a very soft, gentle touch. Yeah, it's with affection. It's... Versus, like, grabbing Yeah, somebody. you're... you're. It's 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 essentially, like, squeezing their cheeks with one hand. You're just kind of going, like, oh, you're a cute little baby. Oh, yeah. my God, that was sweet. Yeah, but the... Yeah, it's... I wonder if that was, like, a deliberate move on his part. Yeah, and it... When someone's, like, oh, he was, like, grabbing her face, and she's, like, oh, he grabbed my face. She kind of, like, showed him. She's, like, oh, he grabbed it like this. I'm, like, oh, that's... I don't like that because it's... Not only is it, like, a weird way to grab somebody, but if you grab someone like that aggressively, like, it hurts. Like, it really... (laughs) And it's just kind of a weird thing to do, and... I think at one point she had mentioned, she's like, oh, like I have this like other scratch, but then like the officer wasn't interested. So he just kind of walked away. I'm like, oh, Oh. we're just going to ignore that. Like there's more cool about it. Yeah. Well, and the interesting thing, kind of going back to just the grab, I can, I could like trying to put myself in that situation. If someone like grabbed me by the shoulder or, or like my bicep or even was choking me, it very clearly quickly is aggressive and so you can kind of go on defense if someone grabbed me like on my face and like kind of over my mouth and around my cheeks it would be so alarming like that's just such an odd move i don't know if i'd be able to react that's just that would be so not not even just scary but like disorienting yeah so it's it's just weird and yeah it's weird <laughs> it's really weird the officers are having a lot of this back and forth between the two of them so like okay she said this so now i'm gonna go talk to him and like now he's saying this and like kind of going back to each person being like well they're telling me this like mm-hmm. what can you tell me and like i feel like would have and they did have like one officer with each of them the whole time and then like two a few people going back and forth. I will say that as far as I know, that is pretty standard. Um, yeah. Although I think they usually have one officer for each person taking a statement and then they compare them. Yeah. They don't I, that's usually what yeah. they do is they have one person standing there with you the whole time to like take a full statement instead of having right. the like Back and forth and back and forth and like going back and forth to each person, yeah. which 
Well, I do maybe that is what they were doing, but yeah. Well, but he was talking. Yeah, I don't know. It does seem a little unorthodox. I th- and I believe they do have footage from each of the officers, and not just this one that I was watching a lot of that you see mm-hmm. a lot of the clips from. Right. And so they're going back and forth with them, and they're like, "Well, like Brian, what is your story?" And he's like, "Well, I was trying to like push her off of me, and like I kept telling her to like take take a." breath and like walk away and to like go calm down and he's like well she kept like trying to take the keys away from me and like the officers thought it was his van like the whole time Mm -hmm. they thought the vehicle was his instead of hers which i'm like that's kind of weird you could have just looked at the registration or ran like the license plate it it does seem that's your van yeah, it does seem kind of weird that they didn't also have someone who was running that information. Because if they had that they many, that in. much personnel, they well, were like radioing seems... it in to oh, okay. somebody to run the info. So it wasn't like someone there doing it. It was like someone at the police station doing it. So I someone got it. Oh, was. okay. Okay. But I'm like, how did you miss that? I okay. suppose. That's a relatively small detail. I think it's important to keep in mind, too, that the little bit that I remember watching this, you know, this kind of weird, it's easy to look at it and like nitpick all these little details, but it's happening in real time. You're on the side of a road. It's kind of desert south. They're not necessarily thinking of every detail. So I suppose it's not the biggest detail for them to not necessarily know who owns the van, at least for that particular moment. But it's the only reason I thought it was odd was because then later when they are like, okay, like we're going to separate you two for the night. They were like asking Brian, like, do you want to stay in your van? Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's her van. So. Get it right, guys. But, um, as, they were, like, trying to get the story straight. They were asking both of them, like, okay, like, why Why did you swerve and hit the curb? And he's like, oh, well, she grabbed the wheel. And she yeah. was trying to, like, run the car off the road, basically. And that, like, she grabbed the wheel. Like, she was trying to take control of the vehicle. And she was being aggressive. And when they talked to her, and she's like, I didn't touch the wheel. Like, she's like, I mean, I, I hit him, but I didn't touch the wheel. Like, why? Kind of in a... Why would I do that? Kind yeah. of sense. She's like, she's not even thinking about like that as an option. Yeah, she's she's not even like trying to think of an alternative. She's just like, why the fuck would I do this? Yeah, she she definitely made like a face. I was like, no, like what? No. What? Yeah, why would anyone do that? And it, I feel that the video just kind of gets a little more. The footage just gets more frustrating to watch because as much as they have sympathy like for Gabby and for the situation, they do only see her as the aggressor. Yeah. For it. Instead of being like, okay, like this could be more than what it seems. They're like, well, she's the aggressor. Like, and I understand that that is how a lot of police work is, is that it goes off of what you know and what is hard fact. Versus running all over the place with theories and being like, well, it could be this or like, it could be this. Cause like, you'll never get anywhere if you, yeah. 
go chasing, oh gosh, like you're chasing zebras looking for horses type of thing. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. They they say that in medicine where they're like, you're chasing zebras looking at horses or something like that, where it's like you're looking for this spectacular thing, but like it's really average. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. It's like you're you see hoof prints and you think zebras rather than, than that's what horses. it is. Yeah. And it's like you, you, you want it's, zebras, not horses. Yeah, your mind goes to this sort of spectacular or or more rare kind of thing or whatever, and it's like maybe just the simplest explanation is the one that is most likely. Yeah, and in a lot of ways, it's way more frustrating to watch the footage in the aftermath because you know that after this, she disappears. Right, right. And kind of being like, oh, like she's sitting there just in tears. She's super upset. Like she is all over the place because like she's anxious. Like she's just not doing well and she's visibly not doing well. And it's like, oh, like she's causing all the problems. Cool. Which is definitely the, the weirder part, just in the idea that I can totally understand someone keeping their cool when talking to the cops and whatnot. But mm-hmm. the, the real interesting part is that he is so calm and she is clearly very disturbed. Yeah. And it's like, it's not like they are sharing in uh, a perspective of like having been in this weird uh, vehicle accident. Like, like they weren't both worried about the fact that they hit the curb. She is clearly upset and he is not. Yeah, and it's it's very clear that there is something going on and that she's she's very upset about this, but it's in some ways it's like it's almost not addressed. Yeah. Cuz they're just like she's like, "Well, like and I do think a lot of it is that she is like brushing it off and she's like, "Oh, like I'm anxious and like I'm this and like it's my fault." And they're like, "Cool. Great." Yeah. Moving on. And at one point, one of the officers was like giving her a pep talk and like kind of encouraging her and talking about he's like, you know, like, I understand where you're coming from. Like, he's like, I have anxiety, too. And he's like, like, I was with my ex-wife and like we fed off of the worst parts of each other. He's like, that's like why we're not together anymore. He's like, so like, maybe if this relationship is making you very anxious. You might want to rethink a few things. Yeah. And in some ways, just kind of like trying to get her somewhere. Oh, yeah. But that was like kind of it. Then there at one point, the officer, one of them goes back to like the vehicle and he's like trying to figure out like okay like what do we do like what's he's like going back to protocol and being very by the book which like there's nothing wrong with that Mm -hmm. but then kind of goes into this thing about like oh well like we need to figure out what her intent for hitting him was and like is she trying to cause like bodily harm to him like it's it kind of seems like she just wants the situation to be over and kind of go back to the status quo of like I just wish this hadn't happened. I just want to go back to traveling in the van. Yeah. And it kind of is some of that in that she 
doesn't want to deal with like all the drama. She's like, this is just so much. And yeah, isn't really wanting to deal with it. And it's, I think the thing that like bothers me about the whole situation with the police officers is that they're also kind of approaching it from the sense that, which like, and I'm going to say this is a very progressive stance generally, and that they're like, well, like, just because he's a man doesn't mean that like he couldn't be the abused one in this situation, which I think overall, that is a great mentality to have. Albeit maybe somewhat misplaced in this situation. Right. It doesn't necessarily take into account the, which is very easy to say in hindsight, but it doesn't necessarily take into account like the evidence presented to them. Yeah. It's, I think that's like what gets me about it is that it's, he's being really cool and calm. She's a very clearly distressed with like what's happening. And they're just kind of like, well, like he could be the abused one. You're like, okay. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. It does kind of seem like that that classic old thing of like, oh, woman hysteria. <laughs> it just, yeah. you know, we get you, pal. Boy, they can sure be hard to deal with, right? Well, you have a great day. Yeah. It does kind of give off that vibe like a little bit. I'm like, uh. Yeah, I can definitely oh. see that. <laughs> No, not anything but that. Oh, I thought you were talking about the bubble on the screen again. No. <laughs> no. Not not the bubble on my phone screen. It 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 has been. There's one tiny one, so we'll we'll see how I feel about it later. <laughs> Just kind of the fact that it's like ah, this is the one time you chose to be progressive and this is the wrong time. <laughs> like, really, guy, this time. Really? Had to be this time. (laughs) Had to. Because in most other domestic situations, like, most of the time, they are taking the man away. Right. And what they did end up doing was that they were like, hey, like, you're going to have a no contact order. This is, like, what's going to happen. You have to go to the police station in the morning to get it, like, removed since we're pretty sure you're probably going to want to spend time with each other again tomorrow. Yeah. Since you live together. They kept kind of going back to be like, oh, like, you know, like, to, like, talking to Brian and being like, oh, you know, like, you could, you could stand up for yourself and, like, you know, like, you, you could definitely, like, take her. I'm like, oh, that's gross. (laughs) oh and then when they went to go like figure out like okay like what are we gonna do are we gonna take her in are we gonna take him in like what is gonna be like the situation and the officer's like calling it in and he's like you know like she's like maybe 105 pounds soaking wet like but then continued to kind of skew the eyewitness account and mm-hmm. kept talking about how she's clawing at him and she's clawing into the vehicle and she's like very aggressive. Yeah. Like even more aggressive than like people being like they were 
aggressively arguing with each other and like right. they're making it sound like it was a one-way street yeah it's it started to sound very one-sided and also i'm not thrilled that he wasn't accurately relaying this eyewitness account and being like oh like she's like fighting tooth and nail to like get at him i'm like mm-hmm. that does not quite sound right Considering that That's she's the one that has, happened. yeah. Considering that she's the one that seems to have the the most serious like marks on her. Yeah, Brian, he did have some like scratch marks, but also was like, oh, like I don't know what those are, like, and like one of them, he's like, oh, that was like from some wire, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I do a lot of rewiring on the van. They very much like could have been hurting each other like it does not seem like it is this one-sided she is attacking him the way it started to play out right right and at the end of it neither of them wanted to press charges and they ended up taking brian to a hotel for the night and gabby was in the van And when they told her that they were going to separate them and he was going to go to a hotel, she would stay with the van, she became even more distressed than she was. And she's like, well, like, is he going to be nearby? And then she's like kind of starting to freak out because he's not going to be there. Right. So she's actually having a sort of separation anxiety from him being taken away or not because he's not even being taken away. Like they're putting him up in a hotel yeah, like a nearby room and she's going to stay in the van and that's freaking her out. I think part of it is that she's worried about like them being too far from each other, like because they have the van and that is where their home is. And that if he's really far, she has to then go bring the van over to where he is versus like, oh, like, can I at least like mm. be in the general vicinity so that I'm not driving super far to go get him? Right, right. And they're like, no, 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 like, we can't tell you that. We can't tell you where he's going to be. I'm like, I understand that. But could you be like, oh, he'll be like within this block of hotels or something? I'm like, well, maybe they only had the one. So, yeah, I I I don't entirely know the area. So I can't speak as to what the sleeping arrangements would look like. Yeah, yeah, I it's. Yeah, it's kind of hard to judge because they're again, they're trying to follow their protocol of like they think she's the aggressor, so they can't tell her where he's going to be. Yeah, no contact order. Yeah. In a way, it's just kind of upsetting to watch because in a lot of ways, you see that she is very clearly upset and very clearly distressed and that just kind of being ignored a bit. Yeah, regardless of what they think happened, like in the physical sense of this of this dispute she is clearly disturbed and it does feel like she needs more attention than they want to give her and they just immediately write her off as an aggressor and like even the idea of them being separated from each other for the night they don't seem to for lack of a better phrase give a shit yeah a lot of experts within psychology and like relationships and like relationship behavior found a lot of this footage like pretty disturbing because they're like you can clearly see that like 
she is being distressed and a lot of the things she is doing and saying shows signs of like abuse and manipulation in X, Y, and Z way, but they're just labeling her as the aggressor and really just kind of shoving it off to the side. It did come out later and currently generally believed that Gabby was abused by Brian in various capacities throughout their entire relationship, potentially. And a lot of what we see in the body cam footage is thought to be very textbook signs of someone in a situation of abuse. Right. Well, and it's, I think this is a perfect example and, and maybe this is part of where it got a lot of support from, but like the idea of sending out certain people other than just cops to specific situations like a social worker or a therapist might have been able to see some kind of expert yeah. in the field of these sorts of signs might have been able to read more into it and be like, hey, maybe we should do more analysis with each of them and kind of figure out what the hell's going on because she is giving off some disturbing signs. Yeah, and it's... I know within the realm of police work, there are certain things they can and cannot do, and there are certain things that they are allowed to do. So, right. like... At the end of the day, they are doing their jobs, and I will not fault anyone for that. But once the footage was released to the public, that is kind of when this case really kicked off. And that's when people are like, so this happened, and now she's missing. Right. Hmm. (laughs) Seems very suspicious to me. And then they're I'm like, I'm not a detective, oh, but I'd start went with home the bullet without her. Yeah. <laughs> like all the little pieces of the puzzle started to come together. And that's kind of when things got crazier and a little more out of control. Right. And that's when the social media storm of find Gabby and like bring Gabby home started happening. And We will actually talk about that more next time. So this will conclude part one. Ooh. Well done. I like the cliffhanger. Thank you. That was pretty good. I liked it. That was, you know, I I will admit again, I I do remember watching some of that video and I feel kind of ashamed now because as much as I consider myself to be something of a true crime follower, I even... When I was watching that footage, I had no idea it was connected to this case. I think I was playing a video game and like YouTube was just kind of playing stuff in the background. And I remembered Ah. some some YouTuber was like analyzing this footage. And so I was kind of half watching it. And yeah, I wouldn't I did not remember that this was that case. But um, it's definitely nice to have a bit more context to what it was. Yeah. And. I did not realize that the body cam footage was as long as it was. So when I went to watch yeah. it, I'm like, oh, it's so long. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine, yeah, like the raw, just the raw footage of it. And like, there is a lot of like dead space and just them like walking back and forth. And you're like, yeah. Right. <laughs> well, and if I recall, don't they, doesn't it like, isn't it ours? I mean, don't they, like, aren't there cuts in it? Like, doesn't it come back a little later and it's, it's like, almost dark or something? No, the whole okay, thing medium. is 
over an hour just from them like being pulled over and that. Okay, oh, maybe I'm thinking of, uh, of maybe some footage at the end of that video that I wasn't really watching. That's possible. The, the next reel came up. Right, exactly. And they're like, and then they went to bed separately. And it's like, all right. Yeah. You don't need that much production value in just saying that they were separated for the evening. We got it. Yeah, we, we, t- we took the hint. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it's... But yeah, I didn't want to do this as like one of our first cases just because everything kept changing and all of these weird like details kept coming out. Like first it was like, oh, like he came home without her. Like, that's really weird. Like what happened there? And they're like, well, he's not talking to anyone. And then having like the police footage come out and they're like, oh, that's like really odd. Like, oh, like something about it doesn't sit right with me. and just. Yeah. All those like little things just like keep happening and then like all these other offshoots start happening. You're like, what is going on with this case? So that's why I didn't want to do it sooner, just because it was so crazy. That makes sense. Well, and we're not reporters, we're just we're not. weird internet folk. Not. I I can see it's it's always trickier with like recent or even ongoing cases. You want to be respectful mm-hmm. to the the families and absolutely. And, and and even the people investigating, you don't want to put out stuff that might be inaccurate and yeah. skew public opinion without due cause and anything like that. Exactly. So it makes sense to wait. Yeah. But I will say it was definitely a good part one and it makes me excited for part two. Ooh, good. Good. Can you give us a a, a kind of a heads up or like a preview of what we'll be talking about next time? Uh, so we will talk a little bit more about Brian Laundry and kind of the aftermath of him coming home without Gabby. Ah, and what the things plot will thicken. Unfolded in the she's missing and you came home without her. Yeah, that is that is quite a, a plot to sort of start with. Like that is such a weird. Just thing within the case of like, okay, so this thing happened on the side of the road, and wait, he's home already. Wait, he ha- he still has the van. He has her. Wait, wasn't she sleeping in the van? Why does he have the van? Wait, he's been home for how long? He didn't tell yep. his, her family. Yeah, that is really all really, weird. It really ramps up quickly. It does. It really does. So we will talk about that more next time. And. Fantastic. We'll have a different treat for you. Yes, We're gonna, yeah. It's going to be a, a real part tour. We'll come up with something new and we will reconvene next week. Um, as for this week, uh, I know I was down on that sauce that I was talking about, the, the Bloomin' sauce. Um, it really grew on me. It, it oh. really, it doesn't have that grandma curry flavor, but oh, um, yeah. it, what really ever could. Um, I know. It's it's a secret guarded so well, and it is so... But this this sauce did kind of scratch that sort of itch. I found myself, mm-hmm. after the first few bites, n- not wanting to stop eating it. It was... Oh. Had just that perfect tanginess and just the right amount of spice that it kind of built up over time. I gotta admit, it was pretty good. I was gonna go with... Because it's hard to, to rate, like, the vegetables... I was yeah. going to go with more like a five, 
but I'm going to give it a seven. It was, it was pretty tasty. I'll have to include that in some pictures and, and give the actual brand because it was very tasty. Yeah. I had just the generic Kroger King Supers uh, veggie tray with ranch. Oh, nice. It's hard to go wrong with ranch. I mean, it's a yeah. classic for a reason. Yeah. Although I was kind of missing... I wish I had gotten one with tomatoes. I was kind of kicking myself for that a little bit because as I was eating it, I was like, man, tomatoes would be good. And then I was thinking about how our family always has olives with their veggie trays. And I was like, dang, I should have gotten some olives. That is where I significantly differ. I hate olives. I just can't do it. I Well, and it's weird because I absolutely love dill pickles. And... In my mind, I always think I'm like they're so similar. They're they're brined, they're salty. They, they have a similar consistency. Pickles are generally more firm. Olives are kind of softer, but there's just I don't know. There's just something about the flavor in them that I can't love. Olive oil. There, there's something about starting a dish with you know a good hot pan and some olive oil. It has that nice mm-hmm. aroma. Hate oh, yeah. olives. Can't do it. I don't know. Never put them in a veggie tray. Yeah, I I could see how olives are, they are not for everyone. No, yeah, they are kind of, you know what I did include though? Little cherry tomatoes. That's what I wanted. I wanted little cherry tomatoes. Well, and let me tell you, it was perfect. I was, I I got them at the, because I I did buy two pre-made little like cut, the, the cauliflower and broccoli I had was just a little, thing that I got at the grocery store. Yeah. And then obviously the tomatoes came in a little container and then I grabbed some carrots and put everything on a little plate. But uh, yeah, grab the tomatoes at the last second. Really happy I did. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I would say since I was missing tomatoes and olives, I would give mine about a six. Okay. And I mean, it's, it's basic. It's not like the most exciting veggie tray, but it's veggies and I like veggies. So. I do too. I should do that more. I, yeah. I, yeah, I always forget that I get so caught up in just like a burger and fries or something. It's like, I can eat vegetables. I should have a salad once in a while. I am going to give the drink a 10. I don't mean to toot my oh, own. Oh yeah, horn, no, I love the drink. I'm going to make I, myself another one. I think I will too. It's, and like you said, the, like the similarities between it and a smoothie and it's not like we really put any fruit in it. The only thing that's really in there is orange juice. And it's yeah. less orange juice than a normal sunrise would have. Yeah. It is just, I 